Hi everyone, welcome back to Libby's Lounge. So today we've got an amazing portrait and fashion photographer with us. So I hope you enjoy. I'm a London-based photographer and director. Um, I specialize in fashion and portraiture. Um, and I shoot mostly on film. Uh, and that's pretty much the gist of what I do. Um, yeah. Uh, so me and Alex met briefly before at a Guap photo shoot. Um, Alex was photographing the cover and I was doing BTS things. Um, so that's how we know each other briefly. Um, but yeah, so I was just going to ask you, Alex, um, when did you realise you wanted to be a photographer and like, were you supported by this or did you have a lot of negative mm -hmm. uh, like input from people or what was your experience? With yeah. So um, I grew up in a small town in the US um, and the culture there was very much focused on sports. Um, oh, interesting. Most of, most of my friends and like the people that I was spending time with were heavily involved in sports. And so I kind of gravitated towards sports and that became like my, my outlet. Um, and then, you know, as I became more and more involved with sport, my plan was to go play sports in college and, you know, take my life in that direction. But uh, unfortunately I had some injuries, my knee injuries while playing uh, lacrosse. Um, and for that reason, I was sidelined from my sporting career on and off uh, through high school and then uh, through uni as well. Um, but I'll explain that a bit later. Uh, and for, for like the, the, the void that that left or like the space that it left in my, my schedule and my um, lack of having that outlet, I kind of picked up that camera or picked up an iPhone first uh, to, to do something to express myself and to have some sort of an outlet to kind of deal with my uh, injuries at the time. And so from that, that point on, um, I started, you know, taking photos around outside um, and, you know, start with like nature landscape stuff and eventually moved on to, uh, you know, portraiture later down the line. But at the, at the beginning, it was more just me taking photos with an iPhone. And then I started putting them up on social media, on Instagram and noticed that some people really liked them. Um, at the time, Instagram was just at its like early stages as well. So, you know, people were really doing whatever on the app and I just thought it was a really cool place to express myself and just kind of do something that was different from my my typical habits or patterns or whatever you want to call it and so yeah I, I started shooting on the iPhone and then I got into uh, I found a DSLR an old DSLR in my house uh, it was like a rebel one of the first rebels uh, and you know learned how to use that and then eventually started going into New York City to take photos. And oh, wow. um, that was because I lived I lived about an hour train ride from New York. Okay, uh, yeah, nice. And I just saw like photos of New York on, you know, online and stuff. And I was like, this is really cool. I'd been in New York a lot, but not really to take photos. And so yeah. I really got into like street photography and like the, the cityscape stuff, uh, rooftoping, urbex, all of it. Um, and met some really cool people. and. Um, you know, just kind of found found a home in New York City, uh, even though I didn't live there at the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, that in, that pushed me into like really committing to photography as a um, as my my outlet. But then eventually, I went to university. I didn't study photography. Um, I was actually going for marketing, um, 
And oh, wow. Because I didn't know what I could do um, as like a full-time a full-time photographer. I wasn't really sure if I could make it. Um, yeah. At the time, it was more just for me, for fun. And, uh, you know, street photography doesn't pay the bills. Um, yeah. And, you know, that that's unfortunately the truth until you establish yourself. Of course, there are people Completely, that pay the bills yeah. with street, street photography, but it takes it takes time. It's a process. Yeah. Um, and so from there, uh, when I was at university, I really um, got involved with portraiture and fashion because there was a lot of student run um, fashion enterprises, shows, all that kind of stuff. And uh, through that, me and some friends, we started an event photography company at the university. And that's where I started to figure out I could make money doing photography. Um, and so we would, you know, ca capture all these events. Um, and over time, it became a bigger thing. And then when it came time to, you know, graduate, we were doing a lot of design work, strategy, branding for all, all these student events. And uh, upon graduation, I decided that I wanted to do what I do with the company, like full time and take it beyond event photography. So we, a couple of us, we stuck it out and we said, we're just going to do this. And uh, it wasn't easy at first. Like it was really, really hard uh, moving to London, not really knowing that many people. Yeah. Trying to find clients, doing whatever I could to find those clients. Um, that allowed me to kind of just focus in on it and it was like you know do or do or die in a sense like you have to you have to yeah. take whatever you can get yeah go um, and yeah so then it grew over time and then you know now I am where I am today after all those years and uh yeah it just it was a process like piece by piece finding my way through it it's never easy but um yeah. it's really rewarding if you can you know follow that through and do what you love full-time amazing that's such a sick story I never knew that about you it's so weird isn't it how like your journey happens because it's so random I bet when you were doing sports you never yeah. imagined it. yeah everyone's different as well there's no there's no right or wrong I'd, I'd say like I, sp I spoke to a lot of other people that are doing you know photography full-time and there's people that I look up to as well that I've like listened to their stories and one of the common things that I've really heard from people is always just that they really push like they commit to it in a way mentally they're like this is what I want to do so I'm going to invest my energy into it some have part-time jobs some don't some go into it full but there's a certain type of commitment mentally you just have to say like I'm going to do this yeah I think if it's quite a hard thing to get into you've got to kind of put all your eggs in that basket haven't you yes yeah, yeah. you have to love it for sure yeah, definitely. Do you regret not doing sports at all? So um, circling back, I guess, on that whole experience, I, I think so I've I've had a lot of um, so the, the injuries I've had, uh, there were uh, knee injuries, ACL injury. I've had four ACL reconstructions. Um, I don't know if you know much about that injury, but I don't. Um, there's like two ligaments in your knee that stabilize, stabilize the, the tibia and the fibia, I believe. Um, and like basically when that what that ligament tears the body can't uh regenerate it because of the lack of blood flow in the knee so uh the surgery oh. takes about six months i mean uh yeah it takes about six months to heal decently well and it's it's a long recovery process and uh, uh basically i had two of those in high school and then i went to scotland for uni played basketball at uni in scotland still because I loved sports so much and it was just a part of my like kind of yeah 
my my DNA at that point and uh, toured again twice. Uh, and while that really sucked, I'm kind of I, I don't think I would change, you know, going back on that I wouldn't change anything just because that kind of situation really pushed me towards photography in a lot of ways, like the the pain, the frustration and all that stuff gave me a way to like, give me some energy, like whether that's negative or positive to invest in in that creative outlet. When prepping for this episode, I came across Ampers and Media, I believe it's called. Um, you are the founder of this, aren't you? Yeah. And is this something you made at uni? Yes, yeah, so that started in uni. Yeah, it started as an events photography company. And then, you know, now it's grown into uh, a full creative agency and we work with clients in, you know, the Netherlands and Europe and USA and stuff. Um, it's really cool. And, you know, it was, it was really uh, challenging uh, to, you know, push it from that like student brand kind of company to a real creative agency and there's a, a big learning curve, but uh, yeah, full, full-time creative agency. And like, that's what I do as my main uh, profession. In addition to the photography, the photography ties in, of course we do client work and stuff. So yeah, yeah. that's amazing. What's, what was the process like of switching from that being a student project into a full-time business? So I think there's like two, the, the main thing was like, we starting, the whole process again um when we started in the in the uni town uh there was one big company that had like a monopoly basically on the creative scene and they were doing all the work and so we had to like work our way up and uh you know establish ourselves and by the end of it it had become a very legitimate company and we were working with like some of the biggest brands and stuff and then upon graduation moving to london no one really knows yeah what you've done there and they don't care (laughs) to be honest they don't care because like you know it's a student thing and and, like you have to kind of like adapt to that and be like it's a little bit humbling in a way it's like you're starting from scratch again um so for me it was like taking on any sort of job I could get really um I would just you know reach out to people I had I had a few contacts that like and like friends and like social media and stuff was super helpful but like I would just reach out to people and be like do you have anything you know whatever it may be yeah I'll take photos of it um and you just like take these jobs on and uh you just it's it's like a snowball effect really is the best way I can describe it when you're doing these things it's like you know the first success might be really small but then the next success is slightly bigger or then it might go back a little bit but like every single time it kind of you know builds and um what I found is especially in like the the professional world in terms of like uh when you have an agency a lot of the clients will come through referral once you have a few established clients like if you really treat the clients well then it just happens that you'll get more and more and so like you know i'm really lucky to have all of the clients we have now and and uh you know to be at that point where where i'm able to do this like as a full-time job and and whatnot but um basically it's just you know those like little things that can you know it can come in whatever way shape or form you don't know and the best advice I can give as well to people that are trying to like start up their own agency or do their own thing is, you know, take on any job you can um, and just put your, put your ego to the side a little bit. Um, some, I know a lot of people where they're like, I won't do that because I, I'm above that. But, you know, that person might know someone that works at the company that you really want to work for. Um, and if you have an established client base, then you can pick and choose. And that's of course a different story. But if you're just starting out, sometimes those little jobs might lead to bigger jobs. 
yeah I think that message goes for everything in terms of the like creative industry though because you you've got to just put your ego aside with everything because people won't want to work with you if you think you're above them anyway and also you're you're just going to turn down opportunities that can just lead on to other things won't you exactly so I think that yeah that's the message for everyone really isn't it yeah um yeah that's awesome um I was looking through some of your campaigns you did I know Mm -hmm. you did one that stuck out to me was Mm -hmm. um you worked with LeBron James and Nike didn't you yes was that via your company or via just independent so so basically how that came around and this is once again you know like going back on my previous point like you don't know where these things can come from um I had a friend of mine um and he super super nice guy his name's Nick and he worked at highest nobody at the time and um you know he was a friend of mine that i met through um you know new york and he at the time he was working as a um electrical engineer for mercedes and that was his like thing and that's why he was in new york but eventually he realized he didn't want to do that so he left new york because his visa was then void and he went to work for highest nobody and uh you know he came into the company at a time when it was still small and then he you know came in there right before they boomed and hit because of a lot of the work that he did, the company really grew really quickly and he became the imaging director for, for this company at a very young age. Um, and, you know, we'd always been in close contact and stuff and um, always helped each other out in, in like in terms of photography. And he's like one of the first people that um, I became really close friends with in the yeah. photography world. Uh, and at some point um, I was, you know, like, I think this was like my trying to remember the timing this was one of the first or second year when I was in London but like I had had a pretty rough week um in terms of like work and like it wasn't really going in the way that I'd hoped and uh, I got this phone call from him and he was just saying he's like hey I'm you know here with the team from Nike and uh we'd love for you to come uh photograph this basketball player and I was like who is it you know he's like it's LeBron James you know him and I was like obviously yeah I know LeBron James (laughs) he's like are you free this weekend I was like yep yep I'm free oh my god I bet your week just shot up that was so good yeah yeah so um from that point on it was like uh you know I went I went to Paris and I you know got to work with with a childhood hero of mine um and it's just a super full circle experience you know like you you just don't know where these opportunities might come from and Uh, I always had these dreams of being a basketball player. Like that was something I really had hoped for. And obviously it didn't, it didn't come to fruition, unfortunately, because of, you know, circumstances and stuff, but uh, you know, to be able to spend, uh, you know, like that weekend photographing one of my childhood heroes and being in such close contact with him and and just seeing how nice of a person he was and everything. It was just a really nice experience and something I'll definitely treasure for the rest of my life yeah I bet that was such a surreal moment as well definitely Uh, and those moments make it really worth it you know pursuing these things 100% that's amazing and what amazing like story to get there I think it's definitely a mixture of like talent and also just being really really nice yeah treating people treating people well and um helping people out I think that that's something that I see more in the UK than I do in the US um oh really I don't want to throw Americans under the bus. Like you guys are great. <laughs> don't, don't come at me. But I think specifically my experience in London, coming from New York, I find that the people in London were very open to helping each other out as opposed to 
uh, New York where I felt like it wasn't quite the same level of um, cooperation. Like there yeah. was a bit more of a, um, a competitiveness. And um, I think from my perspective, if you help people out and, you know, you don't try and like think about me, me, me all the time, like you will in the long run get more opportunities for yourself as well because people remember and be like, oh, that's a nice guy. He helped me out or he did that. And he's, he's someone that yeah. I would want, you know, I could recommend to these people. So like in this Absolutely. situation, for whatever reason, Nick said, this is the guy that I feel comfortable with doing this job. And um, I guess like, you know, the way that we built up that relationship is the reason partially for that opportunity. And that's how these things happen. And you just don't know who it can come from. It could come from someone, you know, that you might not see as a very serious person in the field. But if you treat them with disrespect, one day that person could be your boss. So Okay, yeah, this is one that I always struggle to answer when people um, ask me this question. But um, what's what's some creative inspiration for you, and what where do you find your inspiration? So um, th- there's there's a lot of ways to answer that question. Um, I, I think the first thing I I'd say is like in this current time, especially, it's hard to find that inspiration. Um, I've gone through like waves of of feeling inspired and then feeling very uninspired and getting frustrated that I'm uninspired. And like we said earlier, it's like you get into like a a cycle where you want to create, but you feel uninspired. And then you think about why you're uninspired and you feel anxiety because you're uninspired and you get even more uninspired. Um, And it's like a, it's like a spiral kind of a thought process where um, you basically just like, you're thinking negative thoughts about negative thoughts. Um, And that's something that I've become like trying to be more self-aware about as well um, and just not get caught into that kind of thought process. You have to give yourself that patience as well. Like um, it's better not to beat yourself up than to, um, you know, not be productive on a specific day and just give yourself that, that space and be like, okay, it's not happening today. It's fine. Yeah. That's it. Like circling back to social media, do you ever feel like, because I know that sometimes I can feel quite chained to social media in the, in like terms of my career, because I feel like the only way to succeed on it is to kind of continuously put things out there and in a way that is, but also do you ever feel like you're uh, creating for Instagram? Because I think that can happen something I'm working on you know like um happens all the time I'll go on Instagram and um you know see all these people making amazing work and then I get anxious because I'm not putting out work or I haven't posted in like a couple days or whatever um but I I start kind of looking at like some of the stars I really look up to and I've, I've noticed a lot of them tend not to care so much um about social media or post as much and that brings me some comfort as well. Um, you know, there's different kinds of ways to get your art out there. Like I said before, some use social media as the main avenue and produce really great work. Like there are some people that can really navigate that stream super, super well. Um, and I think having a big following uh, will allow you to have more opportunities. So that's for sure. So I think from my experience, it's about finding some sort of a middle ground um, and like, for me personally, what I'm trying to do is like have more thought out projects, um, bigger projects that I'm taking my time with and also allow myself, you know, little projects. So 
doing a shoot like a go see or you know just kind of like free free creativity and just see what comes out of that and but not also feel the pressure to post everything I photograph um that's another thing that I'm trying to like kind of work on it's like I I used to think about like oh I need you know if, if I don't get a good photo from the shoot it, it will make me upset and like I'll feel you know less of myself and stuff but it's okay to shoot and not post it's okay to do a test shoot as long as you know if you're like from an agency perspective working with models and stuff as long as you send the models and the agency those photos and they get something in return then it's okay you don't have to always post every single photo from that shoot um and sometimes you can put that stuff away and then like a couple years later then it might feel you might feel something to it so yeah i i forget the original question but i think i might have answered. me too but we, we trailed yeah. off that's okay i know we spoke about your work with nike and lebron james and i imagine that was probably one of your most surreal moments in your career so far but I just wanted to ask was there anything that really just stands out to you as the most incredible moment in your career I'd say it's like a standalone moment that was probably that was probably up there um I think just in terms of like progression and just like being able to um you know do these bigger productions and like the some of the projects that I have coming up and um like the the tours I released recently, I'm really proud that I was able to um, put those together because they really, uh, they were really quite challenging. And I, um, you know, I always had a had a goal to to be able to shoot editorials and like uh, establish a name in the fashion industry, no matter how hard it might be. Um, and still, you know, it's a, a uphill battle at all times. But just being able to to complete those projects and. Uh, to see the final product every time I do that kind of stuff is a super rewarding experience. Yeah, I bet that's such a good feeling seeing your work in the flesh. Did you find that with lockdown, your style or your kind of path you wanted to go on has kind of changed? I know for me, uh, in at the start of lockdown, I wanted to be a live music photographer, um, shooting gigs and stuff. Uh, but as soon as gigs were no longer there for me to go to I realised that that wasn't actually what I was truly passionate about and I ended up realising that I'd rather shoot naked people um, and <laughs> like kind of you know shoot fashion editorial pieces um, so for me lockdown was really integral to my new path have you found that your path has changed similarly to that it doesn't have to be as drastic as that or perhaps your style has changed? Yeah, I mean, um, I think this whole situation, I, I don't really, I mean, no matter who you are, um, it's caused a lot of introspection and self-thought um, amongst any person. Um, and so for me, over these past couple months or year, however long it is, I'm losing track of time. Um, I've kind of, uh, you know, adapted my style a little bit, my thought process, the way I look at social media and like the way I create and stuff. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the things we talked about are things that I'm personally working on and trying to be more self-aware of and just like not getting so sucked into the the vortex of Instagram and um, things like that. And I think for me also, I've moved from, uh, you know, doing a ton of shoots to yeah. like kind of slowing down a little bit and thinking a bit more um and being okay with you know taking time with projects having patience patience is really key yeah. so like 
some of the projects I've worked on, you know, I shot them a couple months ago and they're still not out. And like, as much as I'd love to share them, I have to kind of wait and allow, you know, like find the right magazine, find the people to back it and things like that. Um, so it's a lot more, just a lot more like kind of growth in terms of being uh, patient with, you know, the work that I'm putting out there, not feeling that pressure as much. Um, and also, you know, de developing a, a style, a unique style, that's something that I've been working on and like trying to find ways to to do things that weren't as, haven't been done as much. I mean, with photography, it's really hard to do things that have never been done before. That's the ultimate goal. 100%, um, yeah. You know, everyone wants that. Um, but it does take a lot of thought to find those things. Thank you so much for talking to me, Alex. Um, I just soaked up all your, all your knowledge and it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it's helped. I hope it's helped, and I it hope definitely has. People that will be listening will enjoy it as well. Um, it's been great. It's been great.